What if you could live the life you've always wanted with the woman that you want or the man that got away? At the JH Corporation, we can make your dreams a reality. You can go back in time and run after her or you can run away. You can live the life that you deserve, the life you want. You can walk the path you've always thought you should have taken. The JH Corporation wants to make your dreams come true. Ask about our payment plans to make your dreams more affordable. And don't wait. Our bio-ready life rooms with their spa-like amenities fill up quickly. This is the ad that always coaxes him to slow down and stare, to just watch, wide-eyed and mouth agape, every day on his long walk home. He prefers to walk rather than to take the subway because he has trouble sitting still and any time an ill-placed shutter of the magnetic rails makes his seat tremble underneath him. His heart shifts like a skein of slush and his stomach aches with anxiety. The electric city is murkier, concrete on wire, sleek tented glass, impossibly realistic screens for bombarding people with commercials when they raise their eyes to a peerlessly opaque sky, pierced by incredible scrapers with stars no longer visible among the tangle of life that has reached up and up and started to live in the skies. Humans used to live so much closer to the ground. In fact, we used to crawl. He's learned this in all of his prized history books, the depressing facts of nature, but he can hardly finish his thoughts lately without that ad calling to him, without the alien neon of the city seeming to sink into his skin. At home, like all of us, he's himself in ways one can't be themselves when they're not at home. The searing sound to the ears of a few children screaming greets him, along with the artificial warmth of the indoors. When he emerges from the elevator and walks into his small apartment, one of the smaller children is balanced on his wife's curvy hip, where she bounces him more out of an unutterable irritation than an affection. She doesn't look up when he comes in. She never does anymore. The other two children are at the white rectangle of the smooth dinner table. And with the curtains open, the bright pink, blue, and strange green from outside dances on the tabletop between the small meals they've got congregated on the black circles of their plates. They're absorbed in their small, smart devices, both two different and distinct game songs flickering in the air with the other child's whining. And the other two whine with him as if the notion of it is contagious. He doesn't bother to greet her either. He's too tired. His job requires a lot of heavy labor, oddly enough, as a plumber. Despite advances in the concepts of human luxury, 
It seems that pipes haven't changed much. Uh, excuse me, his wife chirps passive aggressively. A little help here? Her voice is sharp to him because his ears have become sensitive lately, but he knows that she's only trying to speak over the shrill overtures of his loud children and their game songs. He pretends not to hear, getting sidetracked in his own thoughts, telling himself that it's normal for him to come into his bedroom and change before joining her because he's worn the same clothes for the past 12 hours. He sheds his work clothes, kicks them aside the silver laundry basket instead of putting them inside of it, risking his wife yelling at him again for not putting the dirty clothes where they belong. Of course, it isn't always his habit to go onto his device, secreted away behind the closed door of his restroom. Sitting undressed on the toilet safe for his sweatpants, he logs into the newest social media that he's added an old friend on. Her name is Linda Lee, or was. He hasn't seen her in years, and... uh, Even though they've kept in touch here and there, she was always his missed connection. His finger hovers over the option to send her a message, but he exits, deciding instead, as his wife shouts for the children to calm down and to stop hitting each other, that he's going to browse her photos instead. Photos of smiling in a white hot sun at some beach alone. That's when a small voice startles him through the seam of the door. Daddy, his daughter says, I'm coming in. I have to wash my hands. And she comes in carefully, humming a song as if this will make the invasion easier for him to accept. Daddy, she says, and he flicks his eyes at her in acknowledgement, deciding to turn his device off. Yes, baby. He places it onto the counter. What happens to a frog when it dies? The same thing that happens to everything when it, when they die, he says. Yeah, but like, what's that? She asks. Nobody knows, no matter how many people say they do. I can't tell you where we go. I hope, she says. Wherever I go, I go with you. And she smiles her uncanny, knowing smile that all children smile. And he smiles back. Well, he says, life's not some fantasy movie or a game like the things that you play. Life's life. It's realistic. It's kind of anticlimactic. Kind of like when you thought your vaccine shots would hurt and they didn't feel like anything. Death's probably like that too, just a transition, nothing fancy at all like we think it would be. We just live and then we die. It's part of the deal. Some people don't get to live their life at all. Some people die young, like frogs. They only live like, what, two months? He asks her. More like 10 years, his daughter says. The next day, the ad is there again. 
the woman wanting to make his dreams come true, the JH Corporation wanting to make it affordable for him. He stands there transfixed as if the images are putting him into a trance. And that's why when he's bumped into, he gasps as if somebody threw a spider on him. Shit, he says, looking down at the spilled contents of a red leather purse, which he hurriedly kneels down to help gather up. I'm so sorry, I was just standing here and it... Frank? Is that you? The woman asks. And he notices who she is only when he looks up from trying to fix what's fallen onto the ground. People are rushing around them, rolling their eyes, and she's knelt down there with him. And when he risks a glance her way, their eyes align perfectly, and he gets it. He recognizes her instantly, despite what the years have taken away from his memory, like how beautiful her eyes are. Linda, how weird, he says. They began an affair that night. It started out innocently enough, on a slim time limit since he was due home soon. They got coffee and caught up, but they couldn't resist the urge to touch each other. So long ago, they'd hardly ever embraced. They'd only known each other through mutual friends and shared one memorable conversation about ghosts at a party. He was able to hide the affair for a few months and every day he would pass that ad with a smile. He didn't need to buy his dreams at the JH Corporation anymore. He had his dream now. But when he comes home one day, he tells his wife he wants a divorce. That at long last, his misery has climaxed and he's done. That they can take their time with it. He'll give her half of his savings. He doesn't tell her about Linda, but his wife's no fool. She could tell something was off for months now, and she was almost relieved to finally hear him say it. The ad is there again on his walk home. Ominous. Neon. Giving him cold feet about his decisions. And he finally does find his way to the JH Corporation, on the rich side of town, asking them if they could engineer a dream of what life would be like with Linda before it even happens. Inwardly, he's just being cautious, and a part of him wonders how realistic these things can get. You'll have to sign here, sir. There can be minor side effects to the treatments, Mostly nausea, headache, things like that. And we can't take responsibility for what you experience in there. You have to understand that this experience, while it pushes your imagination into a certain direction, is entirely controlled by you. But don't get worried. The chemicals we use make it so that you can't experience anything negative. He signs the papers, takes a picture for the study, and he's strapped into a comfortable recliner and fitted with a mouth guard that tastes like his chosen flavor, pomegranate, and a strange circular headpiece that flickers with tiny red lights is lowered onto the crown of his head. Pleasant dreams, sir, 
the woman says. But he doesn't recall what happened after that. He stares at the ad again on the way home to the elevator that smells like somebody's dog, the dull sound that his work boots make on the floor as he approaches his apartment door. Nothing has changed. Linda is his wife now, and she's shouting at him to come and help her with the kids. It's the exact same home he's always come back to. The same heavy feeling on his shoulders, the same white table reflecting the lights of the electric city outside, the same depressing feeling that he should walk out that door and never come back again. The feeling that he's not really living his dreams, that he's trapped. He goes into the bathroom to avoid seeing how motherhood has changed the fantasy of the woman that he's idolized this whole time. And he searches for his old wife in his friends list and there she is, sun-kissed on a beach, light as a feather, happy. She looks so well rested, the way she did before kids, before life drilled a hole in her head and let in ghosts like it does to all mothers. The next evening, he's staring at that ad on the street again, entranced when somebody bumps into him. Sorry, she says, and she keeps walking, but he recognizes the voice instantly and the soft, long hair. It's his old wife, and he shoulders through the crowd to catch up with her. Christine, it's me, he says. He understands now. He understands it's normal to feel trapped when your life doesn't change because you don't make it change when it's almost impossible to change it when you want to live your dreams. It's not her fault. It's his. His happiness is his own responsibility and he's ready to wake up now and make things right. Frank? <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. I'm really kind of in a hurry. It's so weird I bumped into you like that. And she turns to leave. Christine, it's me. You don't understand. This is, this is a dream. I paid for it. I went to some place to see what, what it would be like if I was, if, if I divorced you. Okay, she says. I'm sorry, but I have to go. But Frank keeps insisting, insisting until he becomes a little violent, grabbing her by the arms a little too roughly, trying to convince her it's a dream. This is a dream. He's in a dream right now, the nurse says, the faint, rhythmic beeping of life support machines, the soundtrack to her words. Don't worry. It's normal for them to get excited, sometimes even agitated. I'm here, Frank, Frank's mom says. Calm down, honey. Calm down. Dad's on his way to see you from work right now. He, he said he, he had some big plumbing problem and that he had to go fix it. <laughs> He said the water just, it just went everywhere. The little boy, Frank, is in a hospital bed 
after he'd had an accident where the subway derailed and he hit his head and suffered from some bleeding on the brain. He's been in a coma. The doctors say he may never wake up, but the JH Corporation offered to sponsor him in an experimental procedure where those in a coma can live out long, normal lives. Do you think he'll ever wake up? His mother asks, weeping quietly. She's learned how to cry without making a sound so as not to disturb him. Sometimes, sometimes they just can't. Sometimes they never do. Uh, What you did was best, giving him a life just in case, the nurse says. Thank you, Linda. Frank's mother says, putting both of her hands around her son's. Please, Frank, please wake up. Someday. That's when a man walks into the room and the nurse stands up and straightens her uniform, clearing her throat. Mr. Evans, she says. What can we do for you, sir? Mr. Evans walks to Frank's mom and smiles down at her. He's a very tall man. Ma'am, My name is John Evans, and I'm one of the founders of the JH Corporation. He smiles warmly, and that's when she notices he's brought a toy, a frog, which he holds up between them. I wanted to personally thank you and to thank Frank for letting us allow him to live a life, and I wanted to drop this off for him. Frank's mother weeps tightening her features to keep the sound of her sorrow from her son. (laughs) Thank you. He loves frogs, she says, and John says his daughter loves them too. Frank died that night, but he also woke up for a few minutes. His eyes had trouble adjusting to the light since they hadn't been opened in months, and he cried his tiny body shivering. Dr. Christine Johnson says that his last words were, it's all a dream.